Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hello, welcome back to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. Today, we're going to change things up a bit. In celebration of Black History Month, on the show, we are going to welcome my mother. There is so much to learn from the experiences of the generations before us. They are the pioneers treading the water before us to make life easier for our generation. So I'm excited to invite my mother, Elaine, to the show and pick her brain to hear some of her experiences as a child, as a nurse, and as an immigrant to Canada. So my mother grew up in Jamaica and had the early years of her education there. Let's hear what it was like and what was one of her most memorable experiences there. One of the biggest things is what I remember very clearly, apart from studying math and English and that, is this one thing that I'll never forget. They built a home, a house, on the property of the school. And this is to teach young people, young women, how to run a house. And I think it was about two or three of us got the chance to go and sleep there on the property and in this nice home that they built. And we were to do the beds, make the breakfast, and we did just that. We slept there, mind you, I don't know if I slept right through the night, but... We slept there and then woke up and made breakfast. And some of the school kids, when they came to school, they walked around the, the property looking at us because we sat outside on the, on the veranda, as we used to call it, and um, have the breakfast. But we made it first and then it was a real treat to have that and to be asked to do it. Now, isn't it special to have been chosen out of many students to take part in an innovative program that allowed children to be taught using practical methods? I remember when I was first married, I had no idea how to cook. My mother had taken care of that for the most of my life, and I'd all of a sudden had to figure out how to sustain myself and my family. (laughs) Another comparison that I have is in my teen years, I was taught how to type in school which again isn't a skill that is taught 
informally in schools these days. If we fast forward to 2023, the majority of the writing is done on computers, and today we still see teens typing with two fingers. So this is another reason why I've chosen to teach financial literacy. Kids are graduating from high school and thrown into a world not knowing how to create a budget, manage credit, and the importance of saving and investing. Learning life skills should be definitely a part of children's learning pathway. Okay, so once my mother completed elementary school and high school, she chose to build a career in nursing. Let's see what stirred that passion. I either going to be a teacher or a nurse, and I figured that nursing would be more interesting. Looking after folks and learning drugs, new drugs and so on, and delivering care to folks that who need them. My mother was in England, and living at my sister's house, and my younger sister was already there, so that made it even easier. And I flew over with my daughter. From there, I start applying to places for because when we went, when I went there first, we just got regular job. But I wanted to do nursing, and I, my mom was really strict when I got there. She said you came to do nursing, so I started to apply to various places. This one was out of the city, out of London. So moving to a new country was one thing, but then to leave your family a second time and move to the outskirts of the city is a big adjustment. That takes determination and drive. Many people that immigrate from a third world country do so for the primary reason of building a new and better life for their family. But it does come at a cost. Firstly, being in an environment that is without your cultural familiarity. Secondly, being without family and friends. And thirdly, building from the ground up without knowing what the outcome is going to be. So let's hear about a specific traumatic experience that occurred while she was away at school. People were kind and good. And when my mother passed away, I was in school. I was in my first year. And the people in charge came to the room where I stayed. And they comforted me. It was very disastrous. She had gone back to Jamaica and she died there. And so when they came to the door, they they got the information. They came to my room door and told me. And I said, I think I know what you're going to say. So that was really troubling. But they were very good to me. They comforted me, gave me all kinds of help, and helped me to get over it before my sisters came back. Yeah, I didn't get to go to Jamaica. Imagine being away from your family when you are in mourning from the loss of a parent. These are the sacrifices that they had to make, as costs were likely a factor. In our time, people rarely want to sacrifice. It's all about me, me, me. People have a hard time giving up their little luxuries for the bigger goals that they want in life. I think we need to step back and look at our ancestors and the sacrifice that they have made for the life that we have today. Then ask yourself, what are we sacrificing to build wealth for the next generation? So once my mother's education was complete in England, she decided to move to Canada and build a life here. 
This would be the third move in her life that took her away from family and friends to start over and build a new life. Let's see what was her motivation. I wanted to see more of new places, of course, and I did go through another hospital. I went to another hospital and learned operating room because that was seemed to have been my passion, operating room. And I spoke with the supervisor there. And when I told her I'm going to London, London, Ontario, she was said, no, you don't want to go there. You want to go to Toronto. <laughs> and she knew the headmistress of the Toronto downtown hospital. And she said, that's where you'll go. <laughs> and she got me through, and, and Miss Dodds, her name, she welcomed me at Toronto General. I was going to go to London, Ontario. I don't know anybody there. <laughs> so she said, no, you're going to downtown Toronto. So here we have a new nurse that has traveled to Canada in the 1960s to establish her life here. Let's picture what it might have been like. I don't think if we traveled back in time that the diversity in this city was anything like what we have today. So what type of obstacles would that bring? When I came here, there weren't too many of us. That was pretty rough at some points. The first few rejected you because of the color of your skin. And my friend told me about that in a way. So we looked for an apartment in a high-rise building. And that was much easier instead of going into somebody's house. And so I got an apartment on my own, not far from where the other building was. And the church, my church that I joined since I came, was a big influence as well to get something close to be able to go to church community. It's such a big factor in our lives. We need to feel like we belong somewhere with like-minded people, whether that is church, your workplace, ethnic groups, sports, or hobbies. The definition of belonging is the feeling of security and support when there is a sense of acceptance, inclusion, and identity for a member of a certain group. Today's, there are so many options to feel belonging, and that was really highlighted over the last three years. The pandemic forced us to be inside without community, and one of the largest advances in technology was the use of Zoom, FaceTime, Skype, and other means of video calling. Fun fact, did you know that Marion Croak, an African-American woman, is credited with initiating and furthering the development of VoIP? also known as Voice Over Internet Protocol. Her groundbreaking technology allows people to efficiently communicate through audio and or video while using the internet. Who knew? <laughs> so deciding to buy a home is so much more than what you can afford. It's important to include factors like community into your decision-making process. Okay, in conversation with my mom, I probed her about her time as an operating nurse. Let's hear about some of her fascinating experiences. I have dropped things on the floor. <laughs> and that's not good. Because <laughs> they have to go and flash it, which is, has, has happened, yeah. And if you gave the wrong thing to the doctor, he drops it. This one doctor, he would let it go out of his hand on the floor. And so you have to go and get it 
cleaned up and then put it in the autoclave <laughs> and come back so you're supposed to know what he wants yeah I love the operating room I guess when you first go and you learn all the when they open you up and you see all, it's exciting and to know that you're helping this doctor to get through with this patient so I, I love the operating room and when I was leaving that hospital and we went into endoscopy which is seeing the inner parts and figure what's wrong inside and refer them back to surgery yeah, if they and or send them to x-ray or whatever to see what treatment they need yeah so endoscopy became another interesting part of my job I had a great time in nursing I must say have a passion for what you do and let your why drive you to do the things that push you out of your comfort zone that was one of my biggest takeaways out of this conversation the only way you can sacrifice time family and move to another country is if your why leads the way Changing your financial future is not easy. Creating the goals and having a plan is one thing, but taking hard action and making uncomfortable decisions can't be done if your why is not driving you. So are you stuck and unsure why you can't obtain the goals that you've set out? I'm here to help. If you've missed out on the savings challenge, I created a PDF book that is going to give you the step-by-step -step instructions on how to set up your personal finances to fund your goals. Head to thefinancialmoment.com backslash savings PDF. The link will also be in the show notes. It's really up to you to take action, dig in, and make the changes needed, even if it's uncomfortable. So I thank my mom for sharing her story with us, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.